Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. And we are live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 180 of the Tractions Podcast, sponsored by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. I'm Carly. And I'm Farron. And we are here, without Seth, to talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme park news and a little bit of what is going on in our own lives. So obviously, you are not Seth. I am not Seth, no. <laughs> this happens every, I feel like, two or three weeks. I'm just like, hi, I'm somebody else. <laughs> it's okay, but I, I love when you can join me because we have so much fun. Uh, what did you do this week? I know we are going to get to it a little bit later on, but if you want to tease a little bit. Well, I swung in to Bush Gardens Tampa Bay on Serengeti Flyer, and if you are a fan of thrill rides... Or if you were one of those kids at a playground that wanted to get pushed so fast you almost did a flip, this is your kind of ride right here. It's not yeah. as insane as Iron Gwazi, but it's definitely 100% a thrill ride. It goes 68 miles an hour. So Ooh. it's very, very fun. I loved it. It's the exact same ride as Tidal Surge at SeaWorld San Antonio. So if you've done that one, you've it's the exact same ride, just a different paint color. Yeah, so, but very, I, very cool. Ooh, yeah. I mean, it's sometimes you get yourself worked up just looking at images. And then after I saw your video on it, we'll talk more about it later. But I'm like, okay, I will actually do this. I'm no longer afraid. It looks really fun. Uh, speaking of fun, Seth is at Super Nintendo World, which just opened up at Universal Studios Hollywood. So I kind of spend the last week just you know, processing everything. I spent like four days back to back there. So it's a lot to take in. Uh, and I had to write a lot about it, obviously. But if you are planning a theme park trip this year, I have to say, consider the West Coast. Definitely build in Universal Studios Hollywood. It was amazing. And I honestly can't stop thinking about um, Bowser Jr.'s Shadow Showdown, which is the, yeah. the attraction that you can only get into if you earn access by winning the key challenges. So I've just been kind of processing and I'm like, how, how is the best attraction here a hidden attraction? It's yeah, really and those power-up bands seem to be everything that the magic bands promised to be for Galaxy's Edge. I know Galaxy's Edge has added the little like bounty hunter mission, but it seems like the, the power-up bands for Nintendo World, you really get your money's worth out of those things. Absolutely. I mean, the thing is, you can't even really experience the land without it. You know, it's yeah. kind of like a non-negotiable that you need it. And I was kind of trying to process that. I was like, should this be included? Because it's like, it's detrimental to your experience, you know, yeah. if you don't have it. Um, but it is so worth it. I mean, 40 bucks, it's also really cool looking, you know, yeah. <laughs> and I'll have a Princess Peach and a Toad one. So if you are planning a trip, I have to say you have to go there. I'm excited to see how uh, Seth likes it. And uh, obviously there's so much to do out there between the Knott's Boysenberry Festival coming up. It's delicious. It, oh, so good. The DCA Food and Wine, which we just got the foodie guide today. Uh, do you have any plans to head out there? Not a specific plan to head out there. I'd like to, but nothing. I know. Is it Breeze Airways is the new one that just offered that yes. um, Orlando oh to California? Yeah. That one got me tempted. Yes. I think I was seeing people get it for like $89. Yeah. It's crazy. And I'm just so happy. Like some form of cheap travel is back because it's been rough out there for flights. Yes, it has. Okay. So without any further ado, 
let's get into the news in the queue. Okay, and speaking of planning a West Coast trip, this was some news that we all have been like eagerly awaiting. And also it's been really fun to guess with people. Uh, I know everyone has been tracking the audition notices at Disneyland, but now we know Rogers the Musical is coming to the Hyperion Theater this summer. So that is the theater inside Disneyland at Disney California Adventure Park. And this was crazy because this is a musical that is from a Disney Plus show. What were your yeah. thoughts? <laughs> I think that Disney didn't even know this was going to happen until not too long ago. I, I think that they this was very much so like they just wanted to throw a joke into one of the episodes of Hawkeye. And it was a great joke. It was a great bit. And then I think people freaked out so much. And there was so much fan like, we need this version that... In my mind, this really is temporary because they say it is going to be a limited time run. I think they have a plan for a real full-size show like they had Frozen at the Hyperion. Mm -hmm. And they were like, well, the show's not done, but you know what would make people lose their minds? And they were like, what if we just did this for the summer? You know, got some actors, yeah. got some stuff. They're like, it's already mostly written out. Um, and they say it is a one-act show. So to me, this is not a full-scale, like, hour-long, hour-and-a-half-long right. thing like Frozen the Hyperion. But if it's a 30-minute musical about the Avengers. That's amazing. Oh, absolutely. And they definitely kind of push the short thing. So yeah. like you said, I'm expecting like 20 to 30 minutes. So basically the backstory in the Disney plus series Hawkeye is that it's 2024 and Rogers, the musical is being produced at the La Fontaine theater in New York city. So if you're familiar with Broadway, that is currently home to Sweeney Todd, the musical and in the series, Although all the Avengers were invited to the premiere, only Clint Barton showed up. So this is going to be cool. I'm curious to see how they go about doing it. Um, the score was partly done by um, Mark Shaman, who did Hairspray, which a lot of people may be familiar with. Uh, I was thinking along the lines of the Hercules rumors. I know that that was like yeah. kind of popping up and then they totally kind of shocked me. So we shall see what happens here. Uh, I think they're going to tap more into the Marvel world for the theater. And I hope they do because they need a live stage show at DCA so bad. Yes. Yes. The Frozen was fantastic. I saw that one numerous times on trips out. And I actually really, really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, and great. I think a Marvel one could work great. It'd be interesting to see. This could also be like a test for it. Brian's saying here in the right. comments that, yeah, the casting call for Hercules was interesting. That could still be happening. I, I don't know. I, I right. wonder if it was one of those things where maybe the, the, all the rumors were getting was that literally like divisions of Disney were all throwing ideas at it. And that's what we kept right. seeing. And this one won out while they're officially deciding, but it's, it's, it's a great idea. No, absolutely. And that's a great point. Like Hercules could still be happening as we know, Disneyland has the access to all that Disney plus marketing, which is why they have so many characters come in and out, which is a totally different thing than what we are used to in Florida. Yeah. So this could essentially be another part of that marketing avenue where they're going to be pushing Disney plus with this musical as a lead in to maybe something else. I would love the Hercules music is so good. Yes, it is. We will keep our eyes peeled on that. 
So now we are going to Florida where we have some, I don't even know if I should be excited about this because I'm just like so over the reservation system as a spend so much money. But we have now confirmed that starting April 18th, Walt Disney World pass holders will no longer need a park pass reservation to visit any Disney Florida theme park after 2 p.m., excluding Magic Kingdom on weekends, which makes sense because that place can be an absolute cluster. Um, thoughts, feelings? It's, I, yeah, you're like, you're right. I'm not super excited. I mean, I am in the sense that I normally go to the parks in the afternoon. So for me, because right. Disney, by the time I went and bought my pass, Disney didn't have the seven day one available anymore. So I only have the Monday through Friday, but it kind of works out. So for me, the only days I can visit, I can show up to any park on any day after 2 PM. Right. Um, it's yeah. It's like one of those things you can't get super excited. Cause you're like, at this point, like, come on, we kind of should. I also yeah. don't like that. It means that you still have to have a reservation if you want to go on guardians of the galaxy or Tron eventually. And I'm sure eventually cosmic rewind is going to drop their uh, virtual queue. But for now, you know, you still, if you want to go on two attractions at Walt Disney World, you still have to get the reservation system. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm, mine passes up next month. Obviously I'm going to renew it and stuff, but I'm always like, do I need this highest level? Because it's so frustrating. A lot of these little, you know, things and just the, the park pass is annoying, especially for casual visitors, but at least it's a yeah. step in the right direction. It uh, is in the right direction. You know, so we're getting there. And then what I was excited about is that now, finally, starting March 20th, pass holders will also receive access to Disney Photo Pass lenses, and you'll also get a complimentary Cinderella Castle mural of memories experience. And then along with this news, which I think I shocked that they didn't have this originally, uh, Genie Plus purchasers will yeah. also now get access to the photo program. And that well, I was already instated at Disneyland. I just did Genie Plus yes. at Disneyland. And I, I don't really care about the photos per se, you know, like as a casual visitor. But you know what? I'm not going to lie. I did like looking in there and seeing my pictures for free. Yeah, I think that is one thing that should be included. I, I actually, it's right there. The paragraph you got on there is talking about the Disney's Capture Your Moment service. So I did a whole thing about that because of once this happens and you get this included, not that I'm trying to make sure Disney doesn't get money, but to save everybody else money, I'm like, look, this is the way I think you guys should do it from now on. You're going to get those tickets or those photos included with your Genie Plus purchase anyway. Right. Most people only are going to want their ride, their photos from rides. A lot of people do photo pass in front of the castle, but do you really want to pay that much money for a full vacation's worth of photos when half the time you are sweaty and tired and everyone's, uh, when you could do this capture your moment service, which means you get a private photo pass person in specific areas. You can get dressed up, whether you want to, you know, get a shower right before, do some makeup. Your family can get a perfect set of photos with nice backdrops and all this help. And then you're already paying for Genie Plus. This is for people that, you know, are coming from out of state and they're going to be buying all this additional stuff. And right. then you get the photo pass lenses if you're, you know, a, a pass holder. I think that there's ways that you can save money doing this stuff now. And I think that it's nice because they are giving back a little bit to people who are spending so much money to visit these parks. So, you know, yeah, I mean, the photo pass thing should have always been included with genie plus. I don't know why yeah. it wasn't because, you know, it's directly related to, like you said, attractions. Uh, again, this is like a step in the right direction that we love to see. Mm -hmm. Give us something. Uh, I know I am definitely excited about the attraction photos. I don't 
you know, don't, and like you said, like we're mostly like sweaty and gross all the time, but yeah. you know, your own personal memories, I do like having them. Yeah. I, if they're included, you can't go wrong with free. If you're, I mean, it's not really free. You're paying for Genie Plus, but it's another thing to add on to it, you know? Oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, speaking of not free and kind of expensive, but exciting. <laughs> uh, we have got a first look at the new villas at the Disneyland Hotel, which are set to open this September. So this is going to be the fourth tower added to the hotel. It's the DVC tower. And we finally have images of inside. And I am very excited. It is super modern if you looked at it. But also the way that theming, you know, because each room is themed to a different uh, classic animated attraction, the way that it's kind of done in an elevated style, these definitely look luxury, um, but they look really nice. Uh, it's going to range from duo suites, and these are going to be themed to the Jungle Book, and then they have something a little bit bigger with one and two bedroom villas. We have Princess and the Frog, Sleeping Beauty, but what I can't wait to go into is this multi-level three-bedroom grand villa did you see pictures wild yes, yes. Wild. it looks wild um it, it i will say it depends on the type of person who is going to these parks and this is definitely being built for someone who has a very big expendable income that can just go all out absolutely this is not themed like pop century this is not art of animation it's not the disney thrown in your face this is a super high-end resort that has touches of Disney. I think it's more for the person that wants a super high-end vacation. They're going to be getting the VIP tour guides and they want a great theme park vacation about Disney. They don't necessarily want to give me Disney everything vacation. And I think that this fits really well in. This whole expansion looks fantastic. I mean, if you were looking for high-end modern with a touch of Disney, I think that they nailed it. Oh, absolutely. And like you said, this is a different clientele so if you know like yeah. the suites at disneyland hotel the regular suites you know we have big thunder these are super disney like yeah disney in your face now this is like the whole other end of the spectrum these rooms look as if a room you would expect from another luxury property with just yeah. little disney sloshed in there uh you also have a private balcony in this grand villa and a double-sided fireplace which looks amazing. And then it also, if, yeah, if you're saying here, you're going to have your own pool and pool bar and what they're calling a state-of-the-art fitness center. So you're going to be kind of set up. And this seems like a resort that you're going to want to just like chill, even though you are literally steps from the theme parks. But well, the good thing is because they can park hop at 11, you could go in, right. uh, do a couple of rides, come back to your room and stay. I'm, I can't, maybe you know better. I can't think of this tower, the big, gigantic, beautiful two-story windows. What are they looking at? So I was trying to figure that out too. I think the pool. Okay. Yes. That's what I assumed they yes. were staring at. Cause I'm like, they're not looking, you couldn't really even see the parks truly from the Disneyland hotel anyway, unless you had a very specific view. So I figured this was a grand view over the pool, which is fantastic. Right. Um, especially you got your own balcony and everything. But I was trying to, I was like, I think that's what they're looking at. They're, they're staring at the pool. Yes. No, that's what I was curious about. I was like, hmm, but you know what? Any sort of patio space is great, especially oh, with yeah. 
the weather. So I'm sure this is going to be the people staying there aren't really going to care about <laughs> looking at, you know, uh, the crazy Ferris wheel. They just want to be, you know, having a little bit of luxury. Uh, so obviously anyone can stay there. It's not just for DVC. And then reservations are opening on March 15th. First, they'll open up for DVC members. March 16th, they'll open up for Magic Key holders. And then regular Joe uh Public bookings will open on March 17th. And you'll want to check out our site because we posted all of the artist renderings. So you could really get an idea of just how beautiful these are. The multi-story balcony shot. Yeah. That was the first one I saw yeah. when they announced it. And I was like, holy smokes. It like, is, what yeah. this is? You're going to want to look at these because I... It's very big. I love it. Yeah, you know, it's like my most recent, I guess, DVC new thing would be staying at the Grand Floridian New Villas. And this is like next level, you know, those oh, are yeah. definitely in line with like Walt Disney world deluxe properties with the theming. This is uh, modern luxury, elegance, splash of Disney. Yes. Okay. And now we are going to Orlando. So I hadn't heard of this, but the first ever Lego brick convention is coming next month to Orlando. Are you a Lego fan? <laughs> I'm a huge Lego fan. I uh, actually sitting on my desk right now. We've got a little Lego Stormtrooper. I love this. So I've done so Legos maybe? for forever. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I am going to be attending this convention. I actually, when I wrote this, I uh, got in contact with him and asked, like, can we cover this and do all this stuff? I was kind of blown away. How has Orlando never had a Lego convention? Right. I was looking right. into it and I, I was like, I've never had one. It seems really weird, but it's the first and it's going to have a ton of stuff. There's going to be like Lego fan um, and celebrity meet and greets from Lego masters. They're going to have gigantic sets. They're going to have photo ops with different stuff. And I'm just excited to see the massive Lego displays because I've never actually been to a Lego convention. And when you look at some of the videos right. and photos from these, they, these people will build like a 500 square foot Lego set and with like running water and it's nuts. And uh, That's when we spoke of Super Nintendo World, farther down in the article, we showed pictures of a Mario Kart roller coaster. And I saw this months ago and was like, that thing looks amazing. And that's going to be one of their pieces that they actually are having set up there. So if you head to the Holy site, wow. you can see it. Some gigantic, huge, it said took them many years to build this like fully functioning Mario Kart roller coaster entirely built of Lego before Mario was even announced to come to, I believe to like the Lego brand. So crazy. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I love it. Like if you've ever been to let you, I know you have, um, people watching, if you've ever been to Legoland, Florida, you can watch, you can actually see on exhibit some of the massive displays there. And that is really crazy because I think people from Lego masters are going to be at this convention, right? Yep. Very cool. And also I like, it's, so cheap it's 15 dollars online yeah and it helps charity yeah and it goes to charity and it's just it's something fun to do uh shocked it hasn't been in orlando before it's been in rhode island ohio south carolina so i'm excited to see your coverage from it uh yeah i'm super excited to see it they they said that we're inviting us out to come the day before it actually opens we get to see kind of the setup and the building wow. process of it so we will have that uh hey. very soon and if you want to learn more or purchase tickets, you can go to brickconvention.com. Okay. And we are back on the West Coast for something I did not expect, but I was very excited. 
excited to hear. Uh, Six Flags Magic Mountain has announced Scream Break. So Scream Break, a play on Spring Break, this is going to be an after-hour haunt event starting in March. How cool. What did you think? Oh, yeah. That's a, it's great. I mean, you can't go wrong with more haunt events. All of us love, you know, all of the different ones that happen. But I mean, we're usually stuck to two months in fall. Right. So seeing that we're going to get a version early, I think this works out for the fans and it works out for Six Flags because as we were saying oh. earlier, you get, uh, they probably have some of these houses set up backstage. They've got some of these things. This is a way for them to test, a way for them to be able to bring it to different times of the season. I think it's a win-win. Absolutely. You know, it's a way to bring in some money during the spring break. So like we said, this is going to be an after hour separate ticketed event. It is going to be running from 9 p.m. to midnight, Friday through Sunday evenings for 14 nights from March 18th to April 16th. So if you are coming to the West Coast to go to maybe the opening of Toontown at Disneyland, you can uh, tack this on. The part that I like is they also do a mix-in, so you'll be able to enter the park at 7.30. So you could potentially, if you were planning on visit uh, Six Flags Magic Mountain, you could potentially get in a good chunk of rides and also experience this after-hours event, which I think is cool. So it's not included with the season passes or with Six Flags memberships, but they are going to be offering a extreme Scream Break Pass, and this will allow guests to attend all 14 nights and receive free parking. <laughs> like we've said, there's a lot of reasons to visit California. Yes, exactly. A I'm lot of that. reasons right now. <laughs> there's a lot, lot of reasons. Uh, so they're going to have two haunted mazes, three scare zones. You can dance the night away at the Dead Man's Party in the DC Universe area and the Full Throttle Plaza. And then also you can get some night rides in. And this is going to include a Wonder Woman Flight of Courage, Full Throttle. So you can really do a lot. I mean, I love these after hours events. They are, you know, they can be expensive. The Disneyland ones for sure are very yeah, expensive. Yeah. So if you want to do something a little bit different, get your Halloween fix. I feel like this was a good opportunity. I'm actually, I'm going out there for Toontown opening and I'm kind of considering doing this. It's yeah, I mean, Magic Mountain forever. So it would be, I do think that's a great way to be able to do it, especially because even if you're not a huge, like, scary horror fan this could be a little stick your toe in and kind of sample it a little bit because it's it's not huge it's just got the two and the two house and the scare right. zones but it's got all the rides too so you could go right. in and try a house if it's not your thing you've got a ton of rides to do in the dark so Absolutely. i think it's got a lot of a lot of opportunity there definitely and if you are still afraid and you don't want to go yeah. they are starting a new tacos and beer fest which is going to offer up an assortment of specialty tacos exclusive dessert and unique beverages and this is going to be running daily uh, march 9th through april 16th this will be during normal park hours so it's not a separate ticketed event and you'll be able to get a tasting pass which we are very familiar from lots of other parks and this will allow you to try up to six tastes and the food offerings look awesome they're really uh laying into kind of dietary restrictions as well so there's plant-based tacos there's keto friendly tacos that they're making using lettuce wraps there's dessert tacos chicken wonton tacos there's a uh, asian donuts which i love they're usually so soft and perfect uh there's gonna be uh mocktails cocktails seasonal beers uh so i think got it all they have it all uh now is the time to visit the west coast uh would you be interested in attending this if you were out there 
oh, I think it could be great if you could do this and just lead right in to the horror event. So just keep it going all day. You know, start your, be scared of your calories from all the food in the morning and then be scared of all the fears at night and the roller coasters. That that could be a really great full day experience. Oh my God, absolutely. Uh, So if you want to get some more information, we have the whole write-up on our site that includes all the information, the tasting passes, how to get tickets and whatnot so it was a pretty short day with our news in the queue uh not too many announcements this week yet uh but before we get into this week's main attraction let's hear a quick word from our sponsor the attractions podcast is brought to you by mei and mouse fan travel whether your next vacation is a magical trip to the theme parks an exciting adventure to the pyramids of egypt or just a relaxing cruise on the turquoise waters of the bahamas mei travel provides premium service and expert advice to help you get the most of your vacation they are always free of any hidden fees or costs to you visit them at mei-travel.com it's time it's time for the main attraction. This is your time to shine because this is all you. That it is. Yes, uh, yes we went to Bush Garden, Tampa Bay to ride on Serengeti Flyer, which is their new swing ride. It's called a Screaming Swing. It was fantastic. I loved it. Uh, I, I rode it five videos. times on Media Day. Five times, and you felt good all throughout. You didn't get the spin yes. or anything. I crazy. will say I'm a bad comparison for people that have motion sickness, though, because I never get motion sickness. But Matt was with me that day, and he wrote it two times, and he had a fear of motion sickness, and he didn't get it. He didn't go on it a third, fourth, or fifth time. He was getting photos of me screaming my head off. But <laughs> the photos he, are so good. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was so much fun. We. It is fast. I mean, you're going 68 miles per hour, 135 feet in the air, and you do swing so high that there are points that you're just, you barely look up and you're staring at the ground. So the ground becomes the sky and the sky becomes the ground very fast again and again and again. It was fantastic. So I loved it. This, when you walk up, does it look towering and scary if someone oh, was yeah. timid or it doesn't? Okay. It, oh, oh no. Yes, it does look scary. Right. <laughs> um, I think walking up the noise from it, um, if you've never done a screaming swing ride before, it's it, there's a lot of noise. It's not ear piercing loud, but it is loud enough right. because you're hearing the air pressure go through. So when that swings by, you're going to hear of like it pushing that wind and it will make wind go through the queue. So I think that it looks scarier and it builds up your fear more than it really is. And the first push, you will go from sitting still to whoop, you're 15 feet in the air. And it's it feels almost instantaneous. The other swings are not as aggressive. You kind of go into a little bit more. But that initial push, it pushes you. Um, um, it was so very smooth. Brian asked, how is it different from their swinging attraction that is in the Ireland section at Busch Gardens Williamsburg? I think that one's not as tall or fast. Correct. This one is tied with SeaWorld San Antonio, um, their title surge for the tallest and the fastest in the world. So this is, when it comes to screaming swings, this is the most intense one you're ever, for right now, going to be able to do. Wow. So you're going 135 feet up in the air, 60 miles, 68 miles per hour. How many swings does it take before you really like are going fast? I mean, you're going pretty fast by the third swing. Your first one, you go from sitting still and you're about 15 feet in the air within about two, three seconds, only 15 feet. By the time you swing back and go swinging again, you're about 50 feet in the air. 
Um, I would say five swings and you're at full power and you get to do full power, three full entire back and forth, full power swings. And the first time I wrote it, to be honest, I was like, I didn't really get that good of a view. I feel like you know, I would have had a great view. It was more of just the fear in your body. <laughs> right. By the second and the third swing or the third rides, I could see great. You can actually see all over the park. It's a fantastic view. But the first ride, you're kind of just, there's some photos of me kind of like death gripping onto whatever I can find <laughs> on it. Because there's not, there's not much to hang on to. Um, it has a great grip on you. You're fine. But there's not wow. much to grab onto. If you have a fear, no. you're going to be grabbing onto the person next to you. Right. And they're saying no hats, no glasses, no loose items. Cause this is, this is the real deal. You also have to be 48 in inches minimum height requirement. They, yes. This has a wheelchair accessible queue, which we'd love to see. So you'll be able to transfer right onto the ride system. Uh, so the accommodation, so there's 40 riders at once. Did you have like a favorite place to sit that you thought was the best experience? So we sat, I mean, everything is the front, but we sat in the front looking towards Iron Gwazi in the front of the park. And we looked the other way, looking towards the Serengeti Plains. I think that's just a preference of whatever you'd like to right. look at. I kind of like looking at Iron Gwazi. We didn't get to do it at night, but at night it is, it is lit up and you can look out. And I think at night it would probably be better to look towards the front of the park because you could see all the rides. You could see Iron Gwazi and some of the other attractions lit up. Uh, during the day, I mean, it really just depends on what you want to look at, but I'll be honest for your first ride. You're not really looking, you're just kind of being thrown around and feeling. Right. Your hands. Watching yeah. it. Uh, I, I would try it, you know, I might have to have like a beer or something before, but yeah. <laughs> I would try it. Definitely. And so again, you know, if you are planning a trip, this could be, you know, the time to go to Bush Gardens, Tampa Bay. They have a lot going on, really cool festivals. And please check our site because the images of you are amazing <laughs> and the video. And there is a ton. Oh. There is a ton of video on our YouTube channel that you what? can see. We've got the front row POV. We've got Matt and I going on it. We've got a bunch of different versions. So if you kind of want to check out the ride in advance, you can kind of see what's happening. So it would be... It's really fun. Um, Brian's saying a hollow scream yeah. layover for a layover. I think it'd be great if they, I know in the past they have added some of their characters um, to go on the attraction as like zombies. So that mm -hmm. could be a cool thing to do on there at night, their lighting package. I'm sure they could light it up red. I was very surprised. It's not short. This is a very, very tall structure. When you're pulling up to Bush gardens, you cannot oh, see it. It's almost right. hidden in the middle of the park. <laughs> It's weird because really? you can see a lot of these coasters from outside of the park. But when I was trying, because I knew it was there and I'm looking for it, you really, I'm surprised right. that you can't see it. But it kind of well, makes it nice uh, to turn the corner and there it is. Right. Uh, I like that you said it wasn't as crazy as Velocicoaster. So that gives me hope because I think Velocicoaster yes. is like smooth. I mean, it's, it's aggressively thrilling, but I think that you said that it's smooth. So I would give this flyer a try. Yeah, this is not a jerky attraction. I mean, it's you just go forward and backward like a swing, and it's a very nice. I know it sounds weird to say smooth swing because I don't know how many rides I've like been shaken up on them, but yeah, this one is. It's not aggressive. I mean, this is not Iron Gwazi level of thrill. Not saying that in a bad way. It's a super fun ride, but Iron Gwazi that first drop and those flips, you feel like you're going to die. And yeah. some people love that experience of just you're just thrown around in your seat and you're getting tossed everywhere. And I don't think that it is the scary level of Iron Gwazi. It's not the uh, intensity level of Velocicoaster, but it is still a ton of fun. 
Um, you, when we were there, we did the interview and they said this is a good stepping point up to those attractions. Wow. I mean, and that's, that says a lot because, you know, just looking at something can turn you away. So that is good to know that maybe it looks a little bit intimidating, but give it a shot if you're there. And, you know, if you want to prep, like I said, look at the videos. There's a ton of stuff on here. It is smooth. It is basically the swing of our dreams that we always yes. wanted as a kid when we yelled at whoever was pushing us to go higher and higher. So thank you guys for joining in today. Before we go, we want to thank our sponsors, MEI and Nassram Travel. And then please, if you want to take a moment, just go on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and leave us a rating or review. So if you want to find more coverage from us and attractions, where can we find you? You can find me at Farron White, T-H-A-R-I-N-W-H-I-T-E. And as I say every time, you basically just follow Attractions Magazine. I just retweet everything that they do. Exactly. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Carly Caramana, on Instagram at Adventures by Carly. And of course, you can find everyone at Attractions uh, at Attractions on Twitter, Attractions Magazine on Instagram, Attractions Magazine on YouTube, and Attractions on TikTok. So until next week, I hope you guys stay safe out there. Try something new, but most importantly, have fun. Have Thank fun. you guys again. And we'll see you Thanks next week. Thanks guys for joining.